0: Great experiences build great leaders. Great leaders build great teams. This is Building Great Sales Teams. Alright guys, welcome to this bonus episode of the Building Great Sales Teams podcast. I know it's been a while, but we wanted to make sure that we covered all the tenants of Kodak, and the one we're gonna cover today is operations. Now, when it comes to the time that I spent in my sales organization, this is probably where I spent the most time. Operations is what feeds the sales team, as well as it's the product that you're actually fulfilling, right? And so let's get into it. At a very, very high level, It's hard to see your company from a 20,000 foot view. and What I mean by that is it's hard to see how it all works together, who's responsible for what, what are the roles and responsibilities. And so one of the things you guys hear me talk about all the time is EOS. EOS is a great platform in order to operate your business on. So think about it like Microsoft or Mac or Android, you know what I mean? These are all operating systems for a phone, for a desktop computer, right? So you need an operating system for your business. This is a roadmap with hierarchies and SOPs that basically are the platform that you run your company on, all right? So I want you to visualize if you're listening and then if you're on YouTube, we'll show you an example of a hierarchy chart, all right? So you've got the visionary, you've got the integrator in the business. If you don't know what those are, look them up. And then you got the key player roles. These are the different sections in your business. Like for me, I had my VP of sales, I had my uh, operations director, and then I had my social media director. And so those are like three key player roles and then under them, they have supporting roles, you know, like graphic designer or uh, sales manager, whatever the case is. So That's how you set up your hierarchy. Each of those roles, in that hierarchy should have roles and responsibilities, okay? I know we're talking about sales teams here, but I ran a sales org on this model and was successful with it because it was all organized and that everybody knew their role. Now starting out, you may not be able to do that. So what you wanna do is every role that you currently have in the company because you're a solopreneur, you wanna go ahead and identify that. All right, so you want to identify yourself as the CEO or the owner or president, whatever you want to call it. it doesn't matter. You're the the big Kahuna, right? And then you also are going to need long term an integrator, right? So you want to put yourself in that role too. So you got two boxes with your name on it, and then all the key player roles. If you're the only person in the company, you want to identify what those roles are in the company, and then the sub roles under that, right? And you can kind of stop there when you're a solopreneur, but what you want to do is whenever you make that decision for your first hire, you're gonna actually be able to look at that role, look at the responsibilities, and then hire for that role. And you systematically, over time, start replacing yourself. Okay, so that is the business from a high level. Uh, The tool that I use for that is 90.io. This is a fantastic, simple, very easy to use tool. I used this tool before I even read the EOS books, which were written by Gino Wickman. Gino Wickman, check those out. Um, but the beautiful thing about this is you can set a goal, and the, most, the, most, uh, the biggest goals I like to set are typically three years. You reverse engineer it to one year, and then you reverse engineer that year into quarters. All right? And you set your quarterly goals, and then you reverse engineer that into 13 weeks. And so you start tracking data that supports those quarterly goals every week for 13 weeks. And what happens is you're either on track on a weekly basis or off track. So you meet with your team, are we on track, are we off track, are we off track, we create an issue, and then we we workshop how to solve that issue. So that is a high level uh, operations overview. And let's get into the pieces of operations when we're just talking about the sales team, right? The business itself has a whole nother set of operations, right? But when it comes to the sales team, we're looking at recruiting as the first piece, right? I want you to look at your sales team as a sale, right? You've got the top of the funnel and the bottom of the funnel where the money's located, right? Well, at the top of the funnel is recruiting. And so you can widen or close that funnel as much as you want based on first where you advertise. Indeed, Wide funnel. You're gonna get everything, right? Organic social media, because you guys are putting out content on a daily basis, you're gonna you're gonna skinny up that funnel. So the people coming in know exactly what you do because you're putting out the content on social media, so they come in through social media, versus indeed, it's just a sales another sales position, and they're just clicking apply, apply, apply down the line. You know what I mean? So those like All other leads aren't good leads versus the skinny ones definitely are, but they cost a lot more to get. You know, you got a social media director, you gotta shoot content, you gotta edit, you know, you gotta be posting constantly, you know what I mean? And depending on the size of your team, that may not be feasible. Or in my case, I had to hire with volume. I was doing door-to-door sales, high turnover, so indeed was the lifeblood of my recruiting campaign. And then what I would do to make sure I was diversified is I would do Facebook ads, Instagram ads. I would also do uh, ZipRecruiter, Builder, Monster, all these different ones. I would do a little bit everywhere so that when Indeed had issues or those leads weren't coming in, I could turn up the other ones. So you always want to be diversified in your recruiting campaign. The reason that I knew that I wasn't diversified or that the leads were costing me too much or they were slowing down too much is because I had constant reporting habits. Right, so when it comes to recruiting, most of your Indeed type or wise hire type websites, they have back-end reporting, which is great, but they only have it for that site. So what you wanna do is take all of those websites and connect them to a, what I like to do is a custom Google Sheet, right? And so my team builds out a zap between the website and the custom Google Sheet and sets it up there, right? And so we start we start organizing that into information we need, like cost per lead by by source, right? So I have an indeed cost per lead, I have a career builder, a Facebook, an Instagram cost per lead, right? And then understanding, okay, once once they get uh, scheduled for an appointment and then they go into an interview, what's my cost per hire? So your cost per hire for entry-level sales positions should be around $90 all the way up to $250 per hire, okay? And uh, for, obviously a higher end six-figure sales position, that number is going to go up because you're gonna to have to go through more hires. You can't just hire everybody and you're gonna to have to filter down to the best candidate. Wise hire is fantastic at that. If you don't wanna make this complicated and you wanna keep your volume low because you need your quality to be high, I'm gonna recommend wise hire and then you don't even have to create the backend recruiting sheet because WiseHire is gonna do all that reporting for you as long as you only do your advertising through WiseHire. So the next piece of it is gonna be onboarding and then training, right? So on the onboarding side, and you guys will notice if you've taken the Building Grid Sales Teams course, you'll notice that a lot of my, a lot of my templates are custom. They're custom Google Sheets. And the reason that I do that is because I've been through a lot of softwares. Recruiting softwares, onboarding softwares, training softwares, and I have not found anything that gives me the information the way that I need it. So my team and I create custom reporting within Google Sheets, and that's the best way that we do it. Now, one of my uh, uh, one of my team, Kathy, has found this thing on Google Sheets called Looker Looker reports, and so. Not only do I have a customer report in Google Sheets now, now she can spit out a beautiful, uh, with bars and graphs and it looks great, a recruiting report based on that sheet. You know what I mean? So when you look at dashboards that you can use in like Salesforce or you know, even Hire, some of these, these uh, higher end softwares and stuff like that are spitting out these beautiful dashboards, you can now do that in Google Sheets. And so we're utilizing that. But going back to onboarding, I always want to create custom onboarding tools because we did a lot of volume. Uh, know, obviously, as you do less volume and onboarding, you don't necessarily need custom tools. You can do the handwritten application if you want. But the way that we had it set up is we had tablets in the office. They would come in, they'd fill out that tablet once and never fill anything out again. Unless it was like maybe direct deposit for the bank account info. But we transferred from that We transferred everything else through our onboarding system so they didn't have to keep entering new information every week in the onboarding process, right? And we had everything systemized and sop So if they needed a badge, if they needed a background check, a drug test, all of that, we had an onboarding SOP for it and one Google Sheet that contained all the SOPs as well as, and you can do this with any of your SOPs. This is a big operations help. You have one Google Sheet for onboarding, one Google Sheet for recruiting, one Google Sheet for payroll, you know, one Google Sheet for uh, onboarding and offboarding, right? And so what you're doing here is you're creating each of the tasks that those divisions hold, you create different sheets for each of those tasks. You create a step-by-step process that has links to different sites. You know, if you have a background check site, there's a link out to that background check site. Create that SOP, and then you follow it up with a Loom video, a Loom video on how to walking through the exact step-by-step process. So there is uh, a visual and a audio as well as a written SOP on those processes. So that's the best way that we do the onboarding. And then of course training. Training is a big one. And for what I do for my clients is we use Go High Level, right? We have a custom Go High Level backend that any time that we create something for my clients, especially training, we upload it to that backend, and based on the salesperson's position in their company, they get access to that training. They do it all just like the Building Great Sales Teams course. It's all on that back end. they can log in, and they have what they completed, what they haven't completed, and if there's anything new that comes in. So that's the digital training piece. Obviously, we have templates for uh, the training process that's on paper and that their trainers are using and stuff like that, but as far as the uh, operations of it, giving them different levels of access, whether it's a Google folder, the backend access, or just handing them their new training, that's gonna be important in the operations process, right? And uh, there's a lot of different kind of training platforms out there you can use. You know, I know Thinkific was a good one for us. Trainual is another one, but they do, they get expensive. So like we do everything else, we create a custom one and a go-high level backend, which I think go-high level is like 199 a month, and it can do so much, and that's your CRM as well. And so there's a lot going on there. So the next piece of operations is tools, okay? So I have a tools episode where I go through all the tools that great sales teams need, and so definitely reference that episode, but I'll just hop into a couple things here. Your sales team's need tools in order to operate, right, lead gen tools, right, whether it be a canvassing or the CRM, they need uh, processing tools, you know, so that they can process from an iPad or from a desktop or from their phone, and then they need uh, fulfillment tools as well where they can go in and they can check on the jobs and everything, which is typically the CRM, but you may have some weekly reporting that comes out for that. So. The next piece is metrics and chat, right? So metrics, it's one of my favorite things because it gives you a visual into your performance, but so many sales teams don't have a daily reminder where they're at for the week. You know, you may have a, a CRM that spits out of the dashboard and that's great, but if your guy's in the field all day, he's not in that CRM. You know, it may be on his phone and that's even better, and then he has a top of mind Production visuals to know where he's at for the day, and you know I always go back to door to door because it's the most basic. But every level has a different version of this, where it's showing them the data and where they're at for the day. And so, some of the simplest ones though can be, you know, the uh, the Slack chat or the group meet chat, whatever chat you guys are using. You take the metrics reporting that you accumulate, and then you take some snapshots of. KPIs that are important to your sales team and then you screenshot those snapshots and drop them in slack now There's again. There's all kinds of different integrations and stuff the way that I'm talking about doing things is at a very basic level so you can Understand the concept first and then go execute it as complicated as you want to right? and then one of the most important pieces is payroll and so Going up to payroll, when we talk about these different operational pieces, it's important to spend time on them. So much of us start out selling the product, selling the business, and then we put someone next to us and train them how to do it, but we're not stepping out of the sales role or the sales manager role or even the CEO role and saying, hey, how are my operations working and I need to do an operational audit to check that all these things that I'm going through are in line and working right? And so payroll is a huge one. And again, you know when we talk about operations we talk about softwares that can support those operations but the problem with payroll is your payroll is different from everybody else's payroll. We all do things differently. Some, some companies do advances, some companies get paid on equipment, some companies get paid at gross on commission. some companies get paid for a product. I mean, there's a wide range. So I've yet to find a, a software that can accommodate all those ranges. So what do I do? I create custom payroll sheets in Google Sheets. And the beautiful thing about these is they are live. So your reps are able to go into them and view them and confirm that their payroll is correct. And then you can go in and make changes if they're not. You know what I'm saying? But they have access to this live sheet and that's where their payroll's at and I get it. That's the basic version, all the way to the CRM system that's handling the payroll and giving them payroll reporting on a weekly basis and dropping it in their email. So I understand there's there's levels to this, but my point is, uh, payroll is an incredible part that you need to be keeping your eye on. And then the last, the last piece is fulfillment communication. So we know that the salesperson is typically the first line of defense in an upset customer or customer that's impatient, right? So If our salesperson is not dialed in to where their customer is at in fulfillment, and they don't have a constant visual or access to that, then we need to get that for them so that they can communicate back to their customer and know exactly what's going on. There's nothing worse than a salesperson that sells you something, and then you call them the next day and they don't know where it's at, why it's not there yet, or why it hasn't been delivered, or why it's not installed, whatever the case is. So, I wanted to drop this bonus episode in for you guys on operations. Appreciate y'all and let's get building. 10 minutes? 20? No. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Building Great Sales Teams. We appreciate it. Be sure to execute on everything that you just heard and let's get building. Before we sign off, We'd like to invite you to join our Brickyard community. Head on over to jointhebrickyard.com. Again, that's jointhebrickyard.com or click the link in the description to find out more.